When I was younger, I used to have coaches that would constantly tell me as I failed at numerous things that trying hard was not good enough. I always thought that was kind of weird because you couldn't get anything done or anything they wanted me to do unless I was trying or at least trying hard. I'm here to tell you right now, trying hard is good enough. Welcome back to another episode of Relatively Normal. I am your host, Mark Paisant. Hope everybody is doing well out there. Um, today I want to talk about trying. I literally just want to talk about trying. Because for most of us, trying sometimes has a negative connotation. Sometimes we feel... Um, if we can go back, if I can go back a second in my life to those um, earlier times when the coaches, uh, possibly my parents, when I would do what I perceived as my best, I was told it wasn't good enough. And looking back, and not to be too hard on people in my past, I, I don't want to do that. But looking back, I start to wonder what is what is the purpose of that? What is the purpose of telling a young person, telling anybody in particular, that trying is not good enough, that trying hard is not good enough? All that kind of doesn't make sense to me. And I want to loop this into mental health and how I deal with mental health health, and how we can help each other. And the reason I bring this up is because um, I've been going through some things lately and some new things for me. And I'll, I'll talk about them specifically probably in other episodes because I do want to talk about um, specifically mourning depression as it's called and how it has a lot to do with um, your physiology but it can be um, a lot to do with your surroundings but for the past few weeks I have been suffering from mourning depression and it's weird for me because that has never been a part of my depression ever in my life Usually I really, you know, it will come, some, some days it will come with normal depression. But for the past few weeks, it has been unbelievably hard for me just to peel myself out of bed. And I have my wife that wakes up before me. I have my kids that usually, it, it's hit or miss if they wake up before me or not. Weekends, they always wake up before me. And I had to get them ready for school. I had to get them changed, had to get them breakfast, had to get them in the car. There's so many things that I have to do in the morning. And it all for the past few weeks have, has felt extremely tough for me. 
And what has happened is this has led me to wake up in the morning extremely sad, um, extremely just unfocused, unmotivated, not wanting to start my day. And the weird thing about this for me, other than the fact that I've never really gone through this before, is the fact that once I get my kids taken care of, once I get changed, brush my teeth, uh, you know, give my wife a kiss goodbye, get the girls to work or get the girls to school, come back home and start my work, about a half an hour, an hour into my day, I'm fine. I'm my normal self. I am just rolling through my day and thinking to myself many times, why was it so hard for me to wake up in the morning? But then what happens is I get done with my day, I get my kids, I go work out, we have dinner, we watch some TV, play some games, and about nine, 10 o'clock at night when it's time for me to start preparing for bed, I start thinking about the morning. And I start thinking about how am I gonna feel tomorrow morning? And this starts the cycle again, at least for the last three to four weeks. So I did what, I, what I've been doing usually when I go through something new, especially in regard to my mental wellness, is I do some research on it. And that's how I found out that, you know, morning depression is a thing, which I had no idea. And um, I do some research online, you know, I talk to some people about it, and I watch a few YouTube videos. And one of the better YouTube videos I watched was by a uh, therapist and she gave all these good explanations of why it happens, um, you know, what the DSM says about it, how you can um, cope and how you can possibly get through it and the things you can do. And a lot of the stuff she she told me or she said in her video was things I already do. You know, one of the things she says was, you know, get your exercise, make sure you're in a good exercise routine. Uh, you know, look at what you're eating and drinking. You know, things like that. So basically, you know, I eat healthy. I run almost every day. I work out a bunch. I just had my physical cholesterol was good, blood pressure was good, everything, EKG was good, everything was good. And, you know, she started talking about other things, how you prepare yourself for sleep, stick to a routine, which I do not stick to a routine uh, that well, um, which is something I want to try. But what I'm getting at, I want to go through everything she went through, but what I'm getting at is the thing she's offering up are things that we can try basically telling me don't give up keep trying something will work if the first thing doesn't work possibly the second thing will work if the second thing will work maybe the third thing will work and so on and so forth so keep trying And this is a huge thing for me, and I think it should be a huge thing for you guys too, because 
We can't succeed at things, especially when it comes to our mental well-being, without the simple act of trying, without the simple act of attempting something new. Once we give up, once we stop trying, I don't know what there is after that. I have come to so many obstacles in my life where I have wanted to give up, this being a big one. I've been in relationships where, you know, once you stop trying things, it's over. I've been at jobs, which once I start trying to better myself or, or, or become better at my job, it's over. The thing about that is that you can get a new boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, not that I'm condoning divorce or anything like that. I, I would never get a divorce in my life. But we can't get another life. We can't get another mind. We can't get another soul. Once we start or stop trying to cope with our mental illnesses, or once we start stop trying to better ourselves mentally, I don't know what there is after that. There's stories plastered everywhere. You don't have to to look far of people who gave up. And I don't I don't know if it's correct to label suicide as someone giving up. I I really don't want to do that. Cuz that is the ultimate permanent solution to a temporary problem. But I don't know if it's safe to assume that those people had given up. I don't know what's in there, what, what happened those moments before. But I made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to give up and I wasn't going to stop trying. Now, during this phase, during this morning depression phase, which I know it is a phase. It, it won't be with me my entire life. I don't know how long it'll stay, another few days, another few weeks, another few months, a year. I don't know. What I do know is the things that I can do, the things I can try. You know, I can go back to a therapist. I can go to a psychiatrist or psychologist to try and get on proper medication. I can um, meditate. I can remove the TV from my room. I can start getting my kids to sleep earlier so I can attempt to get to sleep earlier. I can do my best to try to get up a little earlier so I have some time for myself. Because that's the biggest thing, I think, you know, thinking about it, you know, thinking about it out loud, that right when I wake up in the morning, there's no time to myself. Like I wake up in the morning, my wife is already getting ready, my kids are in my room, they're wanting me to help them with their clothes, I have to get them to brush their teeth. A lot of parents know about this. And not just parents, a lot of people who are taking care of somebody, taking care of older generations. When my first daughter was born, I knew that my life was going to change forever. And I knew that, you know, my time wasn't really my time anymore. It was going to be her time. 
So I woke up a half an hour earlier in the morning and I just went and got coffee and put on Sports Center and I took 30 minutes to myself. Just sitting there watching updates on sports and drinking my coffee. And it was great. It was great. And that is something I need to try again because I need that time. My wife wakes up about 15 minutes earlier than she has to in the morning. And she goes downstairs and she just sits down with her coffee and has her quiet time. And I don't have that. So that might be leading or a part of my morning depression. So these are just things that I'm going to try. But again, I am going to try. I'm here to tell everyone that trying is good enough. You cannot succeed at anything without the attempt first. And here's the thing. If that doesn't work for me, does that mean it's a failure or I'm a failure or that you're a failure? No. It's the exact opposite. If you can try, fail, and then try something else again, you swallow that pride and you do it again, that is the furthest thing in life from a failure. And to be honest with you, I hate that word fail. I hate using the word failure. I truly think it is a detrimental word. It is a harsh word. And people use it too often for the wrong things. It's kind of like how people feel about the word hero right now. Like we, we, a lot of people are calling people heroes for all different reasons, you know, um, but I, I won't get on, uh, into that. But what I really wanted to talk about was the attempts. So going back to my earlier mentioning of the younger me, when people would tell me, either coaches, parents, whoever, that trying is not good enough. And it's probably still used today. Um, you know, a lot of people under a lot of stress to be successful, a lot of coaches, a lot of team leaders, a lot of bosses under a lot of success to be, a lot of uh, stress to be successful. And we might get into that, that detrimental phase of telling people trying is not good enough. So as a leader myself, I have never, ever, ever, ever told somebody that. If I have, I forgot, but I don't ever tell anybody trying is not good enough or trying hard is not good enough, especially trying hard. If someone is trying their best, if they're trying hard, if they're working day in and day out and something doesn't go their way, who am I to tell them that they are a failure? If anything, if you ask me, I'm the one that failed them. The more and more I've thought about this subject, I always put it in the perspective of me trying to be the best dad for my kids <clears throat> or me trying to be 
the best brother to my brother or sister, the best husband to my wife, and or a best coach to the kids that I coach. And I'm wondering what kind of psychological damage one is doing to another person whenever we tell them something isn't good enough. Now, if someone is being lazy and their attempts are far from their potential, I can understand that. If someone is not giving their best and you know this person, you're close to them, then I can understand that too. But I've noticed something about the kids that I've coached, especially the young ones. And I notice a lot about my kids, especially that they're young too, is that there is rarely something they do in life that they try to be a failure at, that they try to fail me, that they try to do something you know, not to their full potential. So when we tell somebody, if, you know, I'll put myself into this example. If I were to tell somebody that their attempts are not good enough because of the outcome, what am I really saying? For the most part, I'm saying that your best is not good enough. If someone were to tell you that whatever it is in life, whether you're trying to become a writer, whether you're going through law school, whatever you're trying to do, that your best isn't good enough, most of us get into a fight or flight. Most of us say, we're going to either prove that person wrong or that person is right and I'm giving up. So these are the types of things I think about when I talk to my girls and they're trying something and it doesn't turn out the way they like. So we have to take this same mentality into our mental health. Whatever you're going through, you know, whether that's anxiety, whether that's depression, whether that's morning depression, whether that's seasonal depression, whatever it is, whatever kind of hard time you're going through, trying hard is good enough. Because we have an outcome in our head. Like we want that outcome to happen. But that doesn't mean that is the only barometer of success. There have been so many inventions in the world. And I wish I had um, a a good example um, where the outcome wasn't what the person wanted, but it would never have, have happened if the attempt wasn't made. And a good one that I kind of always have in the back of my mind, so I am able to bring one up. And I don't know the gentleman's name, but the post-it note, great example. 
the person who was trying who invented the post-it note they weren't trying to invent the post-it note they were trying to invent glue a new type of glue and the glue he ended up inventing was not very sticky it was not a great glue and it turned out it was perfect for these post-it notes would you call that person a failure i would not so that's how i see this especially when i'm listening to this youtube video of this woman explaining all these things that i can try for my morning depression because i've tried half of them i tried maybe more than half of them but there's some i haven't and i know this isn't this doesn't have to be permanent for me waking up feeling tired listless like i don't want to start my day that doesn't have to be me it is me right now but it doesn't have to be me in the future and the only way that's not me in the future is if i continue to try different things also a big thing a huge huge thing especially for me is i know there are people in this world who never want me to give up there are people in this world that want me to try and try and try i am a thousand percent positive there are people in your life who never want you to give up thousand percent positive I am one of them. I am one of them. I never, ever, ever want you to give up. I am so grateful to the people who reach out to me and let me know that they're there for me. When people say things like, it doesn't matter what time of day or night it is, you call me when you're going through something. You know what that tells me? Because it should tell you the same thing. Is that person definitely believes that trying is good enough. Because you know what they're doing? They're trying to help you. How many times in your life have you tried to help someone, either if they asked you or not, and you weren't able to? Do you want to go back in time and stop your, stop your attempt at helping them? No. Trying to help someone is being a great friend. Trying to help yourself is being a great person. At no point when I'm going through something, and my friends know I'm going through something, and my wife knows I'm going through something, do they ever say, hey man, just give up? <laughs> What's the point? Just give up. I'm sure there have been plenty of times in the past where people have told other people to give up, but I will never tell a friend that. I, a friend won't ever tell me that. And if someone does tell you that, maybe they're not a great friend. We have to make sure that 
the words we use, the phrases we use, that we truly understand the message they send. There are books written. There are probably papers written. There's probably plenty of stuff out there from coaches, from leaders, from whoever saying, trying is not good enough or trying hard is not good enough. I'm sure there's reasons for it. You know, people are talking about accountability. People are talking about success, life coaches, things like that. I don't know. What I'm telling you right now is that without trying, we can't be successful at what we need to do. So I am here today, right here, right now, telling you, Mark Paisant, Relatively Normal Podcast, what you're doing is good enough. Keep doing it. Keep trying. For me, maybe I work out at a different time of the day to help me get to sleep at night, which makes me wake up early in the morning. Maybe I change my eating habits. Maybe I try meditation. Maybe I go back to therapy. Maybe I read some books. Maybe I watch some more videos. Maybe it, whatever. There are thousands of things I can do, but I'm not going to stop trying. I've had moments in my life, dark, dark moments, where I was close to giving up. Close, close, close to giving up. And a little voice inside my head said, try this one other thing. I mean, that's how my therapy started. That's how my second uh, bout with therapy started. Mark, you tried all this. It's not working. Go back to therapy. And I did. And it worked. I might have to do it again. I don't mind. Because I'm trying, I'm trying my best to get better, to feel better, to be here for the ones that I love and the ones that love me. So the next time that you want to encourage someone, you want to motivate someone, you want to get the best out of someone, instead of saying trying is not good enough, Why don't you say something like, all we can do is try. All we can do is give your best. If you give your best and it doesn't work, try something else. That way we're encouraging. That way we're motivating. That way we're validating. Instead of bringing somebody down saying that their attempt is not good enough. So... I want to thank you again for listening to this podcast. I appreciate it. Um, I really feel like we talked about some good stuff today, and um, and it just it's it's good to talk about these things because we have to be here for each other. So, like always, take care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you later.
Relatively Normal is written, produced, and edited by me, Mark Paisan. And as always, if you or someone you know is in crisis, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Thank you.